From Yoga and Ayurveda Living, I am Kelly Marie Mills. This is The Dosha Life, a podcast for wellness seekers, curators of happiness, and lovers of healthy living. This podcast is for people interested in tools, remedies, and ancient wisdom coming from Yoga and Ayurveda. Welcome to my happy place. This is Series 6, and this is the last episode in this series. Ayurveda and Yoga can fold it all together. After this episode, the next few short weeks, you'll find an interview or two with some very cool people, and of course a spiel from me. So I got the feeling that this series you may feel a bit of overwhelm or too much information, or maybe information that is difficult to apply in your life. When I feel like that myself, I like to just come to some part of the information that I can make practical, something that can help my body's memory, the cellular memory, the felt sense of life itself, come alive a bit more. Because what I know is that the more I repeat an action, the more I instill it in my life. And why do I like to do that? Because I know that my body remembers things when I often prefer to forget. We all have scars on our body and in our body from when we had a little accident of pure mishap or misadventure. And for most of us, I do think there's a strong memory aligned with these scars or scar. The body remembers, but even more than that, the body remembers deeply and the mind often opts out, just veers off and decides that the story isn't the one it wants. And the mind says to itself, well, I did fall off the step because I was rushing and misstepped the step. But no, I think I like the other story. My older brother pushed me off the step. Mwahaha. So, <laughs> ah, the good old memories of childhood being dragged on my brother's little scooter while he didn't realize that my roller skates had slipped out underneath me. And he was pulling me along. He was strong. For me, I've always found that practical application works and helps me the best to remember. Actually, even when I study for exams, I always try to write things down as much as I can to help my mind remain singularly focused. And that's why I often introduce meditations that move some part of the body, mostly our hands. And you'll have seen some of those things if you have worked with me, or you'll find them in the Yoga Ayurveda Kelly Marie Facebook page videos. So here today is just a little reminder of the gifts this series could give you, whether you practice yoga or not, or if you're a yoga teacher or even a teenager, Ayurveda has something to offer everyone. And toward the end of this episode, I go through a bit of a checklist of some things that I like to do when I'm meeting a client. And they're all easy tools for you to apply in your life, too. And remember, we covered all of the subdoshas that belong and are a part of each dosha in this series. Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. And then last week, we covered the gorgeous subtle doshas and how they lead us towards an easier life, offering the benefits of their untainted nature. But only if we should choose to engage with them and encourage them to be a part of our life. 
It's sort of like our best friends. Who is your best friend nowadays? We often align ourselves with like-minded people. And sometimes after a while we discover we begin to feel misaligned. No longer a unit that understands everything about the other person. And sometimes we feel we are misaligned and just floating along, living with things for a long, long, long enduring time. I remember an epiphany I had, thankfully, many years ago. And it was about relationships of friends and partners of any kind. If the relationship enhances your goodness and you enhance theirs, it is a supportive and kind relationship and one of great benefit to you and your whole circle of life. However, if it is depleting or troubling you, if you find it's draining you and you feel exhausted all the time because of the relationship and the pull it's taking on you, well, I think it's time to really look at the cause, the root cause, and find out what needs to change if the relationship is going to last for best effect. So with the subtle doshas, we meet with this decision of enhancing our enthusiasm, our perception, and our calmness. Or we have the choice of not encouraging a relationship with the subtle doshas. And for many reasons, we may choose this option too. But in the end, the lack of connection increases feelings of being lost or alone. It increases feeling sad or foundering. And it increases the sense of being unsupported and separated. It is because of the subtle doshas that I offer meditations and relaxations in this last year mainly to help us all increase our connection to our beauty, our innate kindness, and our deepest driving desire, our joy. And to create inquiry is really important. Why do I do this? And I know you probably hear outside my neighbor's children playing basketball, and it's just the timing of it that I'm doing this podcast. And I still think it's a lovely sound, and I'm probably not going to work hard to cut it out because it's another part of life, and in the discerning mind, it's welcoming the joy of children in our life and how blessed we are to have good weather today. But coming back into this connection to our beauty, our kindness, and our deep-driving desire, creating inquiry as to why I do things, why do I do this? What is the expectation of this action? And two of the best questions I've ever given myself are, am I doing this out of love or am I doing this out of fear? From Yoga and Ayurveda, we learn that, quote, with the fingers squishing around, right action, unquote, is action that is performed or omitted for the purpose of love and best outcome for all. Fear-based action creates reaction and is much harder to feel supported when it's fear-based. It's like fight-or-flight syndrome 
it's an action-packed activity to save the life of self. So it's self-oriented, self-preservation. And it is action-packed, so there's great movement in it, so there is no time to really feel supported. And it's reaction-based and often in a flurry of speed and scattered energy. The opposition to this is activity that is mindful with heartfulness. The activity is collected and processed all the while creating it, whatever it is. And it is in that heartfulness and the process of the awareness that we feel supported in the activity. And that is a form of love. So, um, where was I going? Oh, yes. So, so inquiry becomes a vital part of our inner growth and our connection to the subtle doshas. It is a part of enhancing our whole picture. You know, like all the new apps on your phone, like I have a Pixel phone and it can take portrait view, which I only just learned about about three weeks ago. And it can put lighting behind me and in front of me so I look my best in any image as long as it's in that mode. It doesn't actually help me work out how to take it correctly, but I know I can do it. It's just that I'm all a bit too rushy of lately. So, <laughs> but it's sort of like that. It's sort of like, how can we enhance the whole picture? And so with my Pixel phone, I actually have options. So I also have options of self-enhancement in becoming truly myself. So our self-enhancement is for the purpose of becoming truly you. And you can pick your lighting and your inner and outer view of dynamic or crop it, or the afterglow or stormy look, or just go to the airy and ember or vivid, you know, what are they called, the filters. The work doesn't get done on its own, this inquiry, this enhancement, this development, this digging deeper to actually help arrive in a place of contentment. You have to really want to feel true to yourself, true to your own dreams and your own wishes. It sort of steers us away from stuff that we are very familiar with, unless we're very connected to that all of our life. The subdoshas help us identify with what needs support to help the subtle doshas. And that is their job. The subdoshas actually support the subtle doshas, the physical body, so that the subtle doshas can arrive in our dharma and we can do our dharma through our physical body. Well, I'm just going to give you guys an example. One common identifier is a digestive problem and a skin outbreak. And then you probably at some stage will have some long conversation with to yourself about this problem, the digestion or skin or the egg and the chicken and which came first. So before discovering that in the early days, it doesn't really matter which came first. But the one thing to always, always look after first is a digestive problem. And that means you have to call Houston and say, there is a problem and it needs attention now and not later. Digestive problems for me as a therapist, I always think first agony, the whole full-spectrum digestive power. Look at how your digestion is. Is it variable? Is it fast? Is it slow? Or is it balanced? Balanced means there's hardly ever a problem unless you've eaten 65 
jalapeno chilies. <laughs> and according to this result of that look at, and, and you can get that on the Dosha Life quiz I have on my website. Um, it's a cute enough quiz. It's just, it was really hard to make. I really need help with it, but it was hard enough to get. But anyway, that's my own stuff. So according to that, we get a good idea of what the source of the problem could be. And that means that if it's variable, it's more likely a vata problem. If it's fast, it's normally pitta is causing a problem. If it's slow, it's kapha is causing a problem. And if it's balanced, that means that all of the doshas are probably quite balanced. Secondly, I would consider, because I'm first looking at agni and the digestive problem, I look then at samana vayu and giving breathing practices for before meals and after meals, because I'm also going to review viana vayu, the breathing practices that help to create transformation and assimilation. And to be honest, these can be really life-changing for pitta and vata types. And a little bit more work has to be done with kapha to activate their body if their digestion is really, really slow. This breath work, these two breathing practices, help us to understand how little we breathe correctly, most especially before, during, and after meals. The next step then that... I would go to having someone come to me with digestive problems and a skin outbreak as I look at any pitta problems. Mainly I look at the subdoshas and firstly I would look at pachaka pitta because even if the agony is not a pitta problem, if it's not very fast, I would start to think that maybe pitta is out of balance because of the skin outbreak. And since pitta has excess fire sometimes in the duodenum and in the small intestine, I might consider that maybe that excess heat is going into the skin to cool down. It can help to understand that when pitta is low, or when it's working low, we get indigestion or malabsorption. And when it works high, we get hyperacidity, or heartburn, that sort of thing, or ulcers is kind of the worst. And we use pachaka pitta to see if this can have something to do with a skin outbreak. And then we also look at brajaka pitta, and this is like directly where the problem is happening. And it's in this part of pitta that sits in our skin and governs our complexion and how we absorb and digest things through our skin, but also what arrives as a a toxin out of our skin. Excess heat comes out of our skin, makes it red, we might get spots because it's affecting kapha and creates skin rashes. So this part of pitta tries to exit out of the closest avenue to cool down your skin. The fifth thing I not so much look at but listen to is the habits of the mind of this client. And after the initial part of the consultation, you can even do this yourself. You listen to the habitual mind habits of liking and disliking, of any irritation or contentment, and kind of uh, really noticing the voice that's going on in your head. Is it complaining or are you complacent? Is it loving and caring? Or is there a sense of disdain? And dissatisfaction can often be something that arrives through pittas and kaphas. Frustration, definitely. And impatience is a huge 
problem. And I think impatience from people I have met is often a skin problem too. It often arrives as a skin problem. But that is to take with a pinch of salt. You know, it's just to really come into the habit of looking at what is going on in your mind. And the sixth point is looking at eating habits. And our eating habits, actually, they reflect really closely the state of our self too. If we eat very slow, how we prepare our meals, if we're impatient, if we find we're too busy and we have to rush off, if it's hard to sit down and enjoy the meal, are we just not allowing time for the most important person in our life, which is ourselves, to really sit, enjoy, absorb, and be present to the food that we are nourishing ourselves with, this sense of care again. You know, to really consider mealtime as something special. And pitta types, pitta problems have this as a difficulty. And it's also not so much their eating habits of how they eat, but why they eat, what they are eating, are they chewing, you know, all of these things. And, and that gets repeated again in a moment. Because number seven is to listen for all the other difficulties that may arrive, the inner conversations that grow. And the more you listen with all your senses, the more we can hear any possible underlying imbalance. Say that even though you don't eat pizza every weekend because you know it upsets your digestion, you still love red hot chili peppers and you love it with cheese and, and in a tomato sandwich. And two of these are big red flags for pitta types, which are the chili peppers and the tomatoes. And the cheese is no help at all because it doesn't help anyone, especially in winter. And all of those will go against problems with skin, again, especially in winter. And that's because wintertime, at least in Ireland, the dampness kind of reduces our heat and probably our digestion isn't working to full capacity compared to a warmer climate of our summer. And then eight, it really needs to be discussed. How much does the client want change? <laughs> and everyone says, well, I really want change. Yeah, I really want change. Really? Do you? Like, are you prepared to change things? Or do you just want the effect of change? Isn't that the best question? Because I know the answer for me. Yeah, I want the effect of change. But changing all my habits is so hard. But knowing what you can do really helps filter out the possibilities of what's the best avenue to take for everyone. So rather than me giving you a list of things that you're kind of thinking, I'm never going to do those, and then you get kind of this complex of, I should be doing this, I should be doing that, and it almost polarizes you from doing anything, giving you really substantial things to make you feel that you are attending to your digestion, that you're attending to your food, will actually encourage you to continue on even with those few small things that it can make changes, but it just makes changes a little bit slower and often slower is so much better and life-lasting. And then the ninth aspect is helping clients with as much as they are prepared to do. And it's all about what's needed to be given are tools that work with better food habits and finding ways to relax according to your mind type. So pitta and vata types, they find it very hard to stop because they often overdo things, but 
Pizzas most especially overexert themselves and burn themselves out. They burn the candle at both ends. And Vata types, they just really have to mind their energy, most especially in the afternoon, making sure that they are making time to sit down and eat. But what you find the difference is that Vata types, they don't enjoy resting at all generally, or if they have a Vata Vikriti. But the Pitta types, they do enjoy stopping and they really get into it. It's just they nearly have to give themselves a coordinated schedule so that they feel they can stop for that hour before they can go back and go to work without any guilt. So the breathing practice I was talking about for balanced digestion will help with all sorts of digestive problems. But most of all are eating habits to remember a few of these. Eating when we're not hungry is never a good idea. Eating when you're full, eating on top of a full stomach, not eating enough, drinking cold fluids during or after meals, eating late at night, like 7 p.m. is late, but after 8 p.m. is really late for the digestion to have to try and work. The biggest thing is not chewing our food. It's just a disaster for our digestion. Noticing if we're eating because of an emotional response or what's called boredom. All of these cause more trouble than it is to ha make the trouble to sit down and really enjoy our meal. So what I have found is that everything Ayurveda provides. So what I have found is that everything Ayurveda provides simply and easily folds into another dosha's space and the other doshas appreciate the support. Blending the doshas together is nourishing and it's a real soft adventure. It's not stirring the pot strongly. If you think of stirring a pot, often it can be rough and coarse and fast. But when we fold things in, it's taking our time to make it work, not rushing the effort. We got here safe, and all this time it took to get here as we are. We're not going to rush to change things now. So try to take your time to fold the doshas in. My blog will actually be up to speed soon with these podcasts, so if you're receiving my news newsletter, you'll be getting the updated blogs over the next few weeks. And if you want the newsletter, letter, just send me an email, kelly at yoga. AyurvedaLiving.com. There's two A's between yoga and Ayurveda. And I sent out the current newsletter again, just so that people that are not receiving it, they might check their spam before the 30 days is up. And plus there's a new YouTube video out for meditation. So I can safely say that when I started this podcast a year ago, I never thought much about it, except for that I wanted so much to bring Ayurveda out a little bit more in awareness in the stream of consciousness. So now I have my treatment room now is set up. It's a really beautiful treatment room for Ayurveda treatments. And soon I'll be also offering Shiradhara, which is the gift of oil rolling over your head as a part of the one of the spa retreats. Yeah, I just wanted to give you a little heads up on that. And just to keep in mind that with the ending of this series, that when vata increases, it creates problems for the other two doshas, pitta and kapha. There's no way around it. No matter what we do, all the doshas have a strong effect on the other doshas, but most especially vata. 
And that's because she's movement. And when she gets upset, she either increases movement or decreases. And we need equilibrium in the body for it to function optimally. I do want to say that fear actually creates a big imbalance for vata. And so we need to find equilibrium in our state of fear. If you are fearful, then come back into those spaces where you find trust, where you find faith, where you find that things are calm and nourishing. One of the first things to do as an intermediary for when we are distressed or stressed is breath. And you can count on it. But also for vata problems, a really good Ayurvedic massage. You can always contact me for further details. So thank you for joining me on another meandering health and wellness with the wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda. Hopefully leading all of you also to seek your own personal power of healing right now. Ayurveda is the science of life and it means your life. You being empowered into your life and the choices you make for how you would like to live in every moment. We are what we think, and we are as our deep driving desire is. Thank you all so much, and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. This podcast is run solely by me, <laughs> and if you are enjoying any of this information, you can happily support my efforts by clicking the link in the description. It's called Buy Me a Coffee, but actually, it's donations, and all donations are really, really so helpful. Writing a review, of course, on Apple Podcasts super helps. It would be great to have more, and it would be great to have more ratings. Um, yeah, it's really nice to hear from people. Okay, take care. Bye for now. <laughs>